Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm good. Who are you? I don't know. Wait, no. Who are you? Well, I'm Talia. It's nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you. I'm Annabelle. Wow. Wow. So, um, what are are we doing here? (laughs) Okay, so hi. hi. Welcome. This is a podcast. Okay, what is that? Can you kind of explain to me? If you don't know what a podcast is at this point in time. I'm unbelievably stupid. Please just like... It's a radio show for the modern time. That's a a good explanation. Yeah. And and then this one is called I Could Be Friends With Her. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) okay. Um, Okay, okay. So, So what's it about? I mean, it doesn't seem like... Um, so basically... What we're both going to do. You're okay. a part of this. Did you know Oh, that? I am? Oh, Whoa. wow. I'm in wow. a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Hi. <laughs> okay, wait, tell me what I'm going to be doing so I'm not, like, surprised. <laughs> okay, so this is a podcast. We're going to talk about some cool women. Okay. Um, We're going to generally try and stick to, like, lesser-known women. Yeah. Um, But this episode is the idol episode, and my person is pretty well-known, but... Mine's pretty well known too. There yeah. was a Google Doodle about her. Whoa, I had a seventeen. Mine had a Google Doodle. International way. Women's Day. Um, oh. Everybody, pause. Um, take this chance to guess. All right, and you'll find out later. Yeah, <laughs> there'll be no prize but satisfaction for the mm-hmm. winner. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell me about who you are. What um, qualifies you to be here? Well, last I checked, I am a woman. Um, so that's pretty. When cool. was the last time you checked? Uh, I don't know. My mom told me, like, last week. Oh. But she's not, like, super picky. She doesn't really uh-huh. care. Okay. So that's who we are. <laughs> so why do you, why do you, why are you interested in this? I don't know. Should we get some background on ourselves? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'm a student, and I'm in computer science, and oh. I think it's cool that girls do things. Yeah. And I had, like, this club teaching middle school girls had a program and I'm in like this like Society of Women Engineers Club. You are so much more qualified. No, but I don't really know anything. Like I'm just super interested. I think it's exciting. Same. I think it's actually kind of interesting because you're a computer science major, which is very male dominated. Yeah, but it's changing. It didn't used to be though. And I'll probably talk about this later, but like in like the nineteen seventies Cosmo published this article called um like, the age of the computer girl, something oh, like that, that's cool. and it was about how, like, programming was such, yeah. like, girls were super mm-hmm. into it, and then, oh, that's cool, the yeah, games came out, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, and then I'm a psychology major, mm-hmm. and, which is a very female-dominated, oh, yeah, it is, um, field, so we're kind of coming from two different real angles, we need of. it, we girls, yeah. we need the support, oh, yeah, we need the understanding, yeah, that's so, cool. That's just a pretty cool combo. Yeah. So, I, did, I didn't ever think of that. There's, like, how... a story in the Bible about that, right? Like, the programmer and the psychologist, right? <laughs> pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Um, I mean, I'm not I'm really. No exp- I'm not really familiar with the Bible. <laughs> I went to an Episcopal school for many um, years, but I... I've never I... been to Bible... Divine reference. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, I've never been to Ufu Okay, thanks. Is that good? Thank you. <laughs> That's what you were referencing. Yes, yes. It took me a second, but I got it. Yeah, a couple seconds. But you wouldn't know. You're just a psychology major. You wouldn't. Oh, yeah, I'm really bad at math. Yeah. <laughs> really bad at math. That's okay, why I'm a psychology major. Yes. Not a lot of math. <laughs> Not a lot of math. Unless you do or like maybe research. it is supposed to be a lot of math. Like, a lot you know of how it's a lot of calculating what adds up to make someone a person, like who they are, what they, like why. But it's they not are like it's are. it's not like one plus sense? two or anything. No, but it's, it could be. I mean, it's like okay. if you have like if this thing happens to you and then this thing happens to you, then you're gonna most likely respond in yeah. this way. But that's more of a like a scientific thing. That's not really like math. So that's like psychiatry more than I don't. <laughs> my mom had to um explain I, to me the difference i i had to take like a whole class on it pretty much oh or like a whole sense. like section of a class on it and i isn't a section of a class just like a class like like one class well it was like a, it, it's a long story it oh. was just like we talked about it got it <laughs> yes it, it was a class about being a psychology major so it's like how in 
biology. I had a whole bunch of different things I was supposed to learn about. Yeah. I didn't. I don't okay, think either one of us, like, gets into biology, do we? I mean, I had to, like, know, like, all the parts of the brain and stuff. And, oh. like, lots of okay, chemicals mind, in the then. brain and stuff. So I, I have to do a good amount of biology. But it's oh. all brain stuff. That's not biology. That's just brain. It's <laughs> It's part of it. Okay. Anyway. What are we talking about? Okay. What are we talking about? So what we're going to do is we're going to tell the story of our idols. Yeah. Who are females. Yeah. Uh, who went first last who, time? <laughs> um, I think should we like flip a coin? I think you should go first. You want me to go first? Yeah, you seem <clears throat> a little more generally prepared than me. Like, I I came everything. here with like all my stuff ready. I just wrote out everything in a golf pencil <laughs> that, that I get that I found yeah. um, on the first floor of on, the library that we are currently in. Wait, was it on the floor? Or? No, it was next to a computer. Okay, so that's a little more. That's a little better. I didn't pick it up off the floor, but yeah. I had to sneakily grab it. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay, so my hero um, has nothing to do with psychology, but it's Lucille Ball. Oh. Who okay. is a comedian, or she was. She's dead now. Oh. She's, but oh, okay. um. Yeah, so, like, I really like comedy, and um, it's a very male-dominated Yeah, my area. dad's an aspiring comedian. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I know. <laughs> For some context. Yeah. Just um, a little bit of background. And, like, so, like, my personal relationship with Lucille Ball is pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Basically, if I see anything related to Lucille Ball in a store, I have to buy it. When oh, I went to Washington, yeah. D.C., we went to some museum or something. That's me with and, anything I shouldn't buy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but whenever we were in a museum gift store and they had a bunch of I, I Love Lucy stuff because yeah. I guess they had, like, an exhibit on it. We didn't even see the exhibit and I bought... What? That's that's who that is? I Love Lucy? <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know the star of and, like, theater. Okay. I Love Lucy. I'm okay, about to so, tell you all about it. Oh, okay, her. okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll stop talking. <laughs> Okay. Um, I have a I Love Lucy Barbie doll. Ooh. Fun little fact. And a t-shirt. I should have worn it. Um, I don't think anyone's going to know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have all of this um, episodes on DVD. Like, Oh, that's cute. A bunch of books. Like, anyway, so like, Okay, you're better than me. I get it. Move on. Yeah, okay. So, Lucille Ball. She was born August 6, 1911 in oh, Jamestown. <laughs> Nothing like you. You were born February 1999. You just said Don't it ten minutes it. ago. Don't spoil ten it. minutes ago. Okay. Not born ten minutes ago. <laughs> How do I know? <laughs> I haven't known you. Anyway, that she long. was born in Jamestown. That was like the first settlement James- of America, right? I have no idea. <laughs> Jamestown, New York. Okay. Sure. Let's say that. Um, her dad was Henry Henry Durrell Ball, and her mom was Desiree Dee Dee. Uh-huh. Evelyn Ball, like she was known by Dee Dee. Uh-huh. Um, she later claimed that she was born in Butte, Montana, uh, where her grandparents were. Um, and some magazines falsely claimed that she decided Montana was more romantic Ooh. than New York and that she like dreamed of a Western childhood. But this was all kind of fake because she moved around a lot as a kid. Uh-huh. Also, I forgot to kind of mention that I'm not really going to go into her life past like her early right. childhood. I'm just going to like kind of talk about her yeah. career. I'm not going to talk like, about. But like, what's the truth? She was born in Jamestown. Okay. But, like, she grew up. She spent a lot of time. By the time time she was three, she had moved three times. Oh. Um, She had moved from Jamestown, New York, to Anaconda, Montana. MT is Montana, right? Yeah. Wait. MT. MT. That's Montana, right? Either that or Minnesota, but I don't know. I'm pretty sure Minnesota's MS. No, that's Mississippi. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I'll look it up in the meantime. Okay, Okay, Okay. and then to Trenton, New Jersey. Um, for her father's work, he was a lineman for the telephone, uh, Bell Telephone Company, which is where my great aunt worked. She actually worked for the Bell Telephone Company. Yeah, um, but, okay, good. Oh, God, <laughs> that um, when she was three, her father died. He was 27 of oh. typhoid fever. Well, we both have people whose dads died when they were Whoa. young. I wonder what that means. Whoa. But, like, typhoid fever, isn't that crazy? Because, like, that seems like such a, like, an ancient disease. Yeah, that's but, like 1914. She's yeah, so 1914. So, I mean, it was a pretty long I'm time a ago. I'm computer science major. I can do math. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then her brother was born in 1915, so, like, he what, he didn't even ever know his dad. Frederick was his name. I guess those years can roll over. Like, he died before, he died before his dad. Before, wait. <laughs> <laughs> the dad died before, before the son 
was born. Was born. Yeah, but he the died. Dad that died was the son's dad. Wait. <laughs> so son, okay, wait. I was born. Frederick was in the womb when the dad died. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, and then so a fun little. And Frederick's random... the son. Yes. <laughs> and Henry's the dad. Okay. But he's dead now. And, and Lucy doesn't remember much from the... This is my segue. Okay. <laughs> Lucy doesn't remember much um, from the day he died, except for that a bird got trapped in the house. Um, uh, and so ever since then, she suffered a fear of birds. Because of, like... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, a bird just, like, got trapped in the house. Yeah. Um, That's really horrible. So whenever Henry died, Dee Dee moved the family to Claron, New York, which is a summer resort village on Lake Chip. Oh, God. I don't know what that word says. Chautauqua. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> 2.5 miles from downtown Jamestown, so, like, near where she grew up. Yeah. And um, in Claron, New York, there was Claron Park, which was one of the best amusement parks in the U.S. at the mm-hmm. time. It had a boardwalk with a ramp that um, went into a the ramp. lake. A ramp. <laughs> that went into the lake that the children would like use as a slide. Mm-hmm. There was a ballroom. There was a roller coaster. Can you believe Ooh, that? A roller on the coaster? Ramp? I don't know where it was. <laughs> there was a bandstand and there was a stage where vaudeville concerts and regular theatrical shows were put on. <gasps> so is this is this foreshadowing? Yes, <laughs> sort of. That is what's kind of um, got her kind of interested into gotcha. performing. Um, <clears throat> So four years later, in 1919, mm-hmm. if you wanted the year, um, Dee Dee marries Edward Peterson. Wait. Dee Dee's so the mom. So she's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. The mom does. Okay, the mom it. marries it, Edward it. Peterson. And so while Dee Dee and Edward are looking for work in another city, okay. I don't know why, but they were, yeah. Lucy and Fred, her brother, um, were watched by their step-grandparents, who were puritanical Swedish. Ooh. So. I've never heard those words combined yeah. before. Yeah. So, probably because you don't want to, because they banished all mirrors in the house, Uh, except for the one, like, a tiny one above the bathroom sink. You know, that would probably make my life a lot better. Yeah, but um, (laughs) Lucy, who was a gorgeous human being. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of her, but yeah, yeah, you have. She was gorgeous. I want mirrors everywhere. Yeah, Um, and she was often caught admiring herself (laughs) in that little tiny mirror and would be severely punished (gasps) for being vain. And she later said that this messed her up, Uh, (laughs) like, and affected her deeply because, like... I'm sure. Because, like, she didn't really know it at the time, but, like, she really wanted to be a performer. She really wanted to be known. And then, like, she's, like, being, like, punished by these kind of strangers. She doesn't really know them. Yeah. Um, Like, your step-grandparents. Yeah. How can you be more separated from somebody? And they were, like... Not to offend anyone that's really close to her step-grandparents because I have a lot of step-grandparents. Yeah. A lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, I have step-grandparents but like you know she didn't know who these people were right. she was just like stuck with them and they were punishing her for right. admiring her beautiful face yeah um which you know she should um and more okay so everybody now, should yes everybody right go, now everybody, take, pause pause <laughs> go look at yourself in the mirror go admire your admire your beautiful face. face yeah go do it right now all right we'll okay hold. welcome back because you just well, came we back holding. we didn't have to have a pause okay well, okay we're back we're yeah. back <laughs> So, Edward Peterson, we're going to talk a little bit more about him. I don't really like him. I don't know why. I just don't. I don't know really anything <laughs> yeah, about him. most people. <laughs> but he's like a stepdad. He, he might be that. I don't know. Right. Anyway, he was a Shriner. I don't know if you know what a Shriner is, but I had to look it up. Um, and Wikipedia defines it as, Shriners International Company describes itself as a fraternity based on fun fellowship and the Masonic principles of brotherly love, relief, and truth. That's the circus we had to work at. What? Like... For, like, Interact Club? Oh, Shriners. Shriners! Yes! Oh my gosh, it's all... Con- is it con- is it the yeah. same people? Are you sure? Yeah, because they're, like, a brotherhood. Whoa. It's like, like it's okay. a circus put on by this, <gasps> this old clears- man fraternity. Okay, this clears up so much, because I was so confused, because, like, it <laughs> refers to itself as a company, but yeah. also, like, a relig... I was so yeah, confused. No, it's, like, it's a, like a frater- fraternity, fraternity that, that puts, puts on, on the a circus. circus. Okay, this that cleared up so much because like I was so confused as to what it was. 
No, yeah. And that's... this also next part makes a lot more sense knowing that. <laughs> I imagine it as like a weird cult You're religious. Welcome. No, yeah. you should. Because so when Lucy was twelve, around nineteen twenty three, the Shriners chorus needed females to be in it for their next show. Mm-hmm. And in my mind this is a cult and I was right. really confused, but now I know it's a circus. Yeah. Um, and Edward encouraged Lucy to audition and this is what sparked her love of entertaining. <gasps> Wait, I just so did the stepdad justice. encouraged her? Yeah. So he's, he not bad, not, he's not a bad okay. guy. Okay, he was but not puritanical. No, puritanical Swedish. Right. No, okay. I guess not. <clears throat> okay, so we're going to jump a bit. So she's like in love with entertaining and all that stuff now. Right. And it's 1925. Lucy is 14 years old. Picture yourself when you were 14, okay? Uh, no, I don't want yeah, to. No, I've no one really wants hard to. to that. And Lucy, 14-year-old Lucy, starts dating... Johnny DeVita, a local hoodlum. Not who Danny is... DeVito. <laughs> no. Oh. That's what I picture. <laughs> no. Your picture like your side. Picture like a suave. That's my golf pencil. <laughs> picture like suave, like 1920s hoodlum kid. But I'm he's... still picturing Danny DeVito. Okay, well, don't. <laughs> okay, you're ruining it. I mean, that sounds like you okay. me of. Okay, no. <laughs> so Johnny DeVita. Okay, yes, he's a suave local hoodlum from the 1920s Got who it. is 21 years old. She is 14, oh dating a 21-year-old local hoodlum. Can you imagine that? A local hoodlum. That's what it said on Wikipedia. <laughs> so I just... <laughs> okay, so anyway, I just really want to... Sounds like the least threatening kind of hoodlum. A local one? <laughs> okay, well... Anyway, so Dee Dee, Lucy's mom. (laughs) Okay, Lucy's mom did not like this (laughs) at all. Um, And so, despite the family's kind of current financial struggles, um, Dee Dee agreed to send Lucy to the John Murray Anderson School for the Dramatic Arts in New York City. Um, While there, Lucy claimed not to learn very much. Um, (laughs) As we do. (laughs) At school, exactly. Quote, um, all I learned in drama school was how to be frightened, and that's what she said. Yeah. Um, her teachers also didn't think that she had it and that she wouldn't make it, which um, is probably what pushed her to actually make it because she's kind of As stubborn. You do. Yeah. <laughs> it's all very it's a sign of a woman. Yeah. You um, wanted to know how I know I'm a woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Lucy returned to New York um, in 1928, determined to prove her teachers wrong. Ooh. So how old is she at this point if she was born? You said 28. That's yeah. 1928. Never mind. Yeah. She was born 1911. 11. Yeah. So 17. So she's 17, and she's moving back to New York um, to prove her teachers wrong. Um, uh. Yeah. She got a job as an in-house model for Hattie Carnegie. An in-house so, like, model? So, like, have you ever been to Dillard's and they have, like, real-life models? That's only no. happened to me, like, once, but, like, basically they just I thought you were just there. talking about, like, mannequins, but they used to not have mannequins. It was just <laughs> No, they had, but, like, the super, like, high-class, like, department stores had real-life people. I have Yeah, um, so she... That's cool, though. Yeah, and, um, so, like, Lucille Ball was, like, known for her red hair. Right. Um, but she actually had brown hair, IRL. Um, and... Like the opposite of me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you are the opposite of Lucy O'Donnell. In so many ways. <laughs> so, <laughs> not successful. People were not asking she me. Wasn't, she wasn't successful, per se. But anyways, at this point, that's when she dyed her hair blonde, which is it. kind of like a step towards her infamous red hair. Right. Um, here's another quote. Hattie taught me how to slouch properly in a $1,000 hand-sewn sequin dress and how to wear a $40,000 stable coat as casually as a rabbit. And that's what she said. Sounds pretty successful at 17 to me. Well, yeah, she learned how to model, which okay. isn't exactly what she wanted to do. Right. But, I mean, she's kind of, like, making a name like for her herself. Like, her step-grandparents would not be happy with Oh, her. God, no. That's, that's pretty much all she wanted. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and then there's a two-year gap where she didn't work because she was sick with rheumatoid arthritis. I don't know. I feel like I've seen the, like, an ad have you for had that? this? <laughs> you could be. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, it's 1932 now. Okay. Um, all is good, and she goes back to New York to nice. kick off her acting career. She's determined to start acting now. She hasn't really acted at all. Go, girl. Yeah. Um, and then, kind of, in the meantime, while she's looking for work, she is working again for Hattie Carnegie as a model and as the Chesterfield Cigarette Girl. 
Ooh. I don't know what really that means, but it sounds <laughs> really um, fancy. My new Insta bio. <laughs> Just <Don't> smoke. <laughs> but Chesterfield cigarette, cigarette girl. girl, right? That's yeah. What it was? Okay. Um, that was really uncomfortable the way I said it, but <laughs> it sounded better when you said it. Chesterfield cigarette girl. Never mind. I take that back. I'm just kidding. You can have it back. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. Um, so using the name Diane Belmont for some reason, I don't know why she didn't use Lucille Ball because doesn't that sound like yeah. so like I would go American back. like such an um, American sweetheart Diane name. Belmont. I mean, I guess yeah, and also Lucille Ball like now. I think anything Belmont. Yeah, I guess. Okay, whatever. She started working <laughs> in courses on Broadway, but it didn't really last. Um, she just like worked on Broadway. She was like in courses, like oh, the background oh, oh, oh. singers. Like I she wasn't like on. Broadway. I didn't know what a course in Broadway oh, was, but like now I the background she said singers. A chorus, <laughs> chorus. Okay. yeah. Got um, it, got so it. she was kind of like doing that a little yeah. bit, but it didn't really last. Um, and then after being in a movie, Roman Scandals, in 1933, Ooh. Lucy moved to Hollywood permanently <gasps> because she wanted to be in film yeah. now, because in, that's, like, the new thing. Film. Yeah, in the 30s, right. film is up and coming. And she became a contract player for RKO Radio Pictures. Um, so I have, like, a long list of things that she was in. Um, Please read all of them. You want all of it? No. Okay. I'm going to give you some, like... Yeah, so she was in a, she was in a movie with the Three Stooges. Ooh. She was in a movie with Fred Astaire and Ginger Ross multiple times. She worked with them a lot. She was in a movie with the Marx Brothers, um, lots of that. And she was also related to Ginger Ross. She was like a I don't really know who that is either, but she was like a big name at the time. <laughs> okay, got it. Um, she so yeah, so she was kind of all throughout the '30s, like the early to late '30s sort of the 30s right. she was very yeah. active and kind it. of like small roles and so in 1937 lucy played julie tucker in the play hey diddle diddle in princeton new jersey say and that she, 10 times fast go hey diddle diddle hey diddle diddle hey diddle diddle hey diddle wait that's super kind of hard to say wait what is it that's what it is okay anyway i can she, say that back uh super kind of fast i just backwards bet Okay, cool. <laughs> um, she hoped that this would lead to Broadway, and it received good reviews and eventually did go to Broadway, um, but it closed after a week because the lead, Conway Terrell, he became really sick, and so she was on Broadway for a week, oh. Then it, but then he got sick. And then in, 19, in 1940, she met, married Desi Arnaz, a Cuban band leader, but we don't really care about that. We don't care about yeah, her personal life. Desi Arnaz, he was... Don't don't okay. me with disgust like that. <laughs> he was um he was he was Ricky and I Love Lucy. Yeah. Have you ever seen the episode of I Love Lucy? <laughs> I think I've seen like pictures of it. Okay, well I'm sure I've seen Okay, well I'll like my grandma, like whenever I was younger, she had a TV that had like okay. three channels. Well I'll get to before, it. I'll get to but it. But the sound didn't work. <laughs> oh my gosh, you need to come over and we're going to watch every single episode of I Love Lucy, <laughs> all six seasons of it. Um, so yeah, anyway, he was a Cuban band leader. Okay. That's kind of all you really need to know about him. Wait, so was point. he, like, it was a band leader and he was Cuban or it was like the type of band Both. was a Cuban band? Both. Got it. Well, I think, I don't know. He was Cuban. What's his name? Desi Arnaz. Nice. Um, Desi. 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 D-E-S-I. Desi. Desi Arnaz. It's fun to say. Anyway. Was that a fake name or a real name? No, that's his real name. What the heck? Well, I, Who Desi is such a good name. Desi is short for something. Oh. Uh, but I don't know what. Desiree. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but some like cute. Desichard. I don't think so. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you can you can look it up if you want. I don't know though. Um. So she did some radio work and to uh, make some money and some exposure at this time. She was you know just like. She was kind of, like, doing some small roles. She was kind right. of, like, in B-list movies. Right. Um, and that kind of stuff. She had a bunch of random roles and blah, blah, blah. Um, and she, she was just be- very active throughout the 30s and 40s. But nothing really right. su- super remarkable. Got it. But in 1948, <laughs> Lucy was in a CBS radio program. So, like, on radio. It was a radio Ooh, show. Yeah. Uh, called like My us. Favorite. Yes. It, it was My Favorite Murder? No. <laughs> My Favorite Husband, um, unfortunately. Mm, I'd rather... Yeah, and the um, program was very successful, and CBS asked Lucy to develop it for TV, and Lucy was like, "Up to yes, yes, please, um, uh, but I want to do it with my real life husband." 
Um, and CBS was kind of hesitant at first because they feared that the American public wouldn't accept an American redhead and a Cuban as a wholesome American family. Ooh. Yeah. Um, they were kind of scared about that interracial yeah. thing. Right. Because this is pretty early. This is in, like, the 40s. Right. Um, you know, that's kind of early for that. Um, and then when Lucy made the pilot, CBS was still kind of unsure about it. Yeah. So Lucy and Desi went on a tour uh-huh. um, doing their acts kind of of the show pretty much and the tour was a hit and cbs picked up i love lucy oh my gosh that's amazing i didn't yeah. know that i love it mm-hmm. um lucy and desi's marriage actually wasn't really that great um <laughs> because of their crazy performance schedules that were kind of conflicting at times and lucy hoped that working together would help this um it didn't they divorced oh, in 1960 no, it's um, okay. yeah she got remarried and died yeah, with um whatever his name is uh, <laughs> he doesn't matter they had kids too um her and Desi or her and the new guy? Her and Desi. Aww. Um, one, of them is, one of them is Desi Jr. and one of them is Desiree, I think is her name. I think it's a boy and a girl. No way. De- because Desiree is Lucy's middle name and her mom's name. <laughs> You're just now telling me. <laughs> no, I told you that at the very, very beginning. You told me her middle name was Desiree. Yeah, didn't I? I I'm not scrolling back up to the top because okay. then I won't ever find yes, where yeah. I was. I'm going to now at this point just kind of go through this long list of oh. her, um, <laughs> of the things that she did that were, you know, remarkable. Right. The thing, like her, the firsts that she kind of trailblazed right. through and some of the awards that she yeah. won. So it's just kind of a list. It's not really, um, in any okay. order. So she married a younger man. Desi was, um, I don't know how to do this math. Anyway, they both said whenever they got married, they lied on the marriage certificate, Mm -hmm. and they both said that they were 26, but Mm -hmm. Lucy was 29, and Desi was 23. So how many years is that? Six. She was six years older than him. But at the time, that's kind of like a... like a big deal. Yeah, because it's like... Yeah. No one does that. Like, the man is usually like 20 years older. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty cool of her. She was the first woman to be head of a production company. So um, Desi Lu is the production company right. um, that was founded by Lucy and Desi. Um, and after their divorce, Lucy bought out Desi's share of the company and became like the sole owner. That's cool. Desi Lu and I Love Lucy pioneered many methods still used in TV production today, such as filming in front of a live studio, studio audience. That mm-hmm. wasn't a thing before I Love Lucy. Um... And this is just kind of like a random little thing. Um, the scene in the episode, Lucy does the tango, where Lucy and Ricky are practicing the tango, evoked the longest recorded studio audience laugh in the history of the TV show. It was so long that the editor had to, like, cut part of the soundtrack in half. Impressive. Because, like, the audience was just laughing so and much. from everything I know about comedy mm-hmm. from my um, aspiring comedian dad, mm-hmm. um, that is not an easy feat. Yeah. That is so, difficult to make people happy. Yeah, and it was also all, like, physical comedy because they were doing the tango. Yeah. It wasn't – no one was telling any jokes or anything. Whoa. so it's like – It was I just – I who it was, but the guy that didn't talk, he had the most last per minute for, like, five minutes mm-hmm. or something without saying anything. Yeah. It was just – it was all physical right. comedy. Yeah, which is... I don't remember who it is. I don't remember how long it was. I don't remember the number of laughs. I who don't cares? know anything about it. I just know that it happened it's at a some thing. point in time. Okay, cool. Um, uh, they were also the first interracial couple on TV ever. I think I should say ever. <laughs> no, <laughs> just on... interracial couple ever. Just on TV, is which is still a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, she was actually pregnant on TV. Um, Yo. She wasn't... This wasn't the first actual pregnancy on TV, but right. it was more notable um, then the actual first one, which I probably should have written down, but I didn't. Did they, like, um, put that in the TV show? Or it was part of the TV oh, show cool. because she was actually pregnant. Right. And it's more notable because CBS initially said no. Like, right. we're going to, you know, pre-record a bunch of stuff, you know, yeah. like how sometimes they do. Right. Um, but it wasn't the first one. Um, she started the show when she was 40 years old, which I did, yeah, I was gonna say still, about that. still today would still be remarkable right. for a woman in Hollywood to start her own show at 40. Right. You know, usually they're kind of cast off at, like, 35. Or so like 17. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Six, teen mom. Okay, you're done. That's, the, that's yeah. the end. So, yeah, 40 years old was when she started the show, which is pretty remarkable. Um, she didn't always act like a lady. She used a lot of physical comedy. She was clumsy and messy. She was loud. She broke Why the... Why don't I get recognition for all those things? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, she broke the tradition. She does it and she gets her own show. Yeah. She broke I did. The... I'm like, you can't do that in Olive Garden. 
the traditional expectations of how a woman should be at home. Um, and she also dyed her hair red to break away from the typical Hollywood beauty image of the time. Ooh, I like Because that wasn't really, red hair is kind yeah. of like a, ew. Yeah. Blondies <laughs> only. Yeah, pretty much. So she dyed her hair red to be like, <laughs> pretty much, even though the show was in black and white and you couldn't tell. <laughs> but it was nice. commented. Everyone knew that she had red hair. Right. They commented on it a lot. Um, the show ended in 1957, and the main cast continued to appear in occasional hour-long specials under the title The Lucy Desi Comedy Hour until 1960, oh, which was cool. when they divorced. So that's kind of <laughs> They stopped uh, working together after they oh. divorced. Um, and as of 2011, which is just probably could have found something more recent, but it wasn't on the <laughs> Wikipedia page. <laughs> as of 2011, the show had um, an American audience of over 40 million per year, which is a Still? lot. As of 2011. Wait. 40 million people watch people the show People are showing it? Yeah, it's, like, still... It's, like, still one of the, like, the... It's on TV. Yeah, it's rerun. They show it, like, on cable, on a channel, at a certain yeah. time, and people watch it. Yes, and I am one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... I couldn't find, like, the actual... But I actually think that it's, like, the most rerun show ever. Like, it's... It hasn't gone it off the air. SpongeBob? I don't know. It, it hasn't gone <laughs> off the air since... That's why nineteen like whatever still year it started. On air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people still watch it. And I used to watch it like every day when I got home from school when I was like <laughs> twelve years old. Oh, um, so, so yeah, um, and in two thousand twelve, it was voted the best TV show of all time in a survey conducted by ABC News and People Magazine. Uh, that um, sounds a little objective or subjective. Which one's opinionated? I don't, I don't know. know. One of those. But like it was like a poll like of yeah the general because yeah. it was like I guess I get it. <sighs> there was another time when I Love Lucy was named the second best TV show in America after Seinfeld. <laughs> you know, I mean, my dad loves Seinfeld, so I mean... My dad does too. It's a dad. It's, it's a, a very dad, dad show. I was watching it the other day because I couldn't find the remote, and, like, I was just I mean, like, it's okay. Jerry Seinfeld looks just like Obama now. Like, I... S- if you go look up no. a modern picture of Jerry I know Bell. what he looks like. I, I watch his show. No, no, modern. Like, no, I watch right his now, new show, Car- Comedians and Cars Getting oh, Coffee. Oh, yeah, my dad's super excited about that. But doesn't he look? No. Yes, he does. Look, I'm going to show you right now. Look. No, I know what he looks like. No, he look, doesn't look. Look him in his face and tell me that doesn't That look. does not look like that Obama. That resembles Obama He is 100%. very white. I know, but like they're like face. Okay, anyway. Um, Lucy was nominated for 13 Primetime Emmys and won four of them. Um, in 1960, she was awarded two stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame for contributions in motion pictures Wait, and TV. Wait, like two separate stars or like two She has two stars. stars. Oh. She has two stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's interesting. One for contributions in motion picture and one for TV. That's cool. Um, yeah. And she received the Golden Globe, Cecil B. DeMille award in 1979 she was inducted into the television hall of fame in 1984 she received the lifetime achievement award from kennedy center honors in 1986 she um received the presidential medal of freedom by george hw bush in 1989 um she was among the time magazine's 100 most important people of the century um she has appeared on the cover of tv guide more than any other person 39 times uh, TV Guide voted her greatest TV star of all time. She was inducted into the National Women's Hall, Hall of Fame in 2001. She was awarded the Legacy of Laughter Award and the TV Land Awards in 2007. Um, okay, I get it. She's better than that. And she has two statues on display in Claron, New York. That's pretty cool. Um, she died on 26th of April, 1989 at 77 years old. Um, her body was cremated and her ashes were initially at Forest Lawn, Hollywood Hills Cemetery in LA, but in 2002, her children moved her remains to the Hunt family plot at Lakeview Cemetery in Jamestown, where her parents and grandparents are. They moved her ashes? Because mm-hmm. she was, like, in an urn. She oh, wasn't, like, spread. <laughs> yeah, I thought that at first. Oh. I was, like, they went around and, like, swept oh. up the ashes. No, she was, like, in an urn. What'd she die from? Um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, like, I was, like, what if, like, people die from the same thing? Because there's some other weird I think it was something with, like, lungs or something she probably I mean she's oh she was the Chesterfield cigarette yeah (laughs) this was in like the 30s and stuff they were like cigarettes are good for you (laughs) cigarettes um improve lung capacity so yeah 
that's really cool. I think you're really cool. You Thank you. Okay. So I am covering <laughs> Ada Lovelace, Augusta Ada King Noel, Countess of Lovelace. Wait, so she was a countess? Yes. Okay, cool. And a programmer. Whoa. Yes. Goals. Yeah, Actual right? Goals. And um, she was born on December 10th, 1815 in London, England, and divide died, nope, <laughs> <laughs> and died November 27th, 1852 in Marylebone <laughs> in London. Just in London. In her resting place, which is not where she liked to hang out, but where her remains are. are contrary in, um, to popular belief. Contrary to popular belief. Not resting place, like, ooh, I like this library, but where she was buried is in Nottingham. Um, Ada was known for her work on the analytical engine that was conceptualized by Charles Babbage, and who Babbage was basically an English mathematician with a whole bunch of other things that he was, Mm -hmm. but this isn't about him, so I'm not going to talk about it. Um, She wrote the first algorithm to be computed on this machine and was considered the first computer programmer. Um, This algorithm was computing Bernoulli numbers. Bernoulli. Is that, like, one of those repeating numbers? It's some formula that, like, you would put in a computer and have do for you. Okay, cool. Um, okay. So she was the only child of the poet Lord Byron. Um, that sounds who, familiar. Yeah, he wrote um, things that we learned in English class that we <laughs> shared. I don't remember. <laughs> he wrote. He was a writer. But you recognize him, so he's he's a poet. He's, like, okay. a famous poet. Um who gave, him, who gave her the nickname Ada, even though her name's Augusta. Um, cool. And his wife, Annabella Milbank. <gasps> That's, That's almost like my name. name. But um, she has a longer name, kind of like Ada, but I didn't write it down. Because again, uh-huh. this isn't about her. But um, all of his other kids were with other women. So this is the only, like, mm-hmm. he wrote a poem about Ada being, like, his only legitimate child. Mm-hmm. But... Annabella encouraged Ada to study mathematical and logical fields to avoid becoming like her father. Mm-hmm. Can't imagine why she wouldn't want that. But um, her parents separated a month after she was born. And then, yeah, he died when she was eight. Lord Byron died when Ada was eight, and I don't think they ever met. Like, And if they did, it was very mm-hmm. limited, but they never really had a relationship. Um, but Annabella wasn't a super mom either, so... Mm-hmm. Um, she just left Ada with her mom, like Ada's grandmother, and um, since in polite society it wasn't appropriate for her to just kind of ditch her kids, so yeah. she'd write letters to seem like she cared, but sometimes she'd be like, I'm only doing this because I don't want to yeah. seem like a piece of poop, like, I don't really care, and she <laughs> yeah. like, would refer to Ada as it in some of her oh letters. Oh my god. Yeah, it was rough, but just, she did encourage Ada to be like a mathematician and stuff, Yeah, so that was cool. Sometimes, you know, you need a little, like, right. evil... <laughs> actual mother a bit of, um, tough not so much love yeah. <laughs> anyway um she was kind of a sickly kid and after a year of paralysis due to measles like she kept studying throughout uh-huh. um this ordeal and she yeah. just she was bedridden but would keep up her education uh-huh. um at age 12 she set the goal of flying so she um she wrote a book called flyology at age 12 which contained her research into the materials and structures of wings, bird anatomy, and how she could use steam to make her wings work. Whoa. And um, so around this time, she started, she, like, her and Charles Babbage, who developed the analytical machine, kind of formed a friendship and mm-hmm. working relationship. They met through um, one of Ada's tutors, and he affectionately called her future lady because of of her futuristic visions, right? (gasps) That's so cool. Don't call me anything but future Future lady. That's all I want. (laughs) Also, when was the steam engine, like, invented? Do you you know? Okay, what year, like... This was... What um, year was she, like, imagining using steam? I guess 1827-ish. Uh-huh. I'm gonna look up when the steam engine was... Come back at me with with updates. Um, So... I think while he was developing the analytical engine, since they worked closely together, she was, they kind of made programs together. And while he wrote things to be computed on the analytical engine, she made the first published program for mm-hmm. it. Right. Um, the steam engine was invented in 1698. Oh, so it was, it'd been around for a fat minute. So. Yeah, but I think like it was, 
um, in England? Where is she? She's in England. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that okay. was a big thing there. Okay. Yeah. Kind so of. she so she didn't like come up with the idea no. of the steam engine. Okay. <laughs> she cool. didn't come up with. She didn't like discover steam. At twelve. <laughs> that would be okay. very characteristic of her. I'm sure yeah. that if she'd been around like early 1600s, she would have. She would have. Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay. So. She studied with scientists and authors, such as, um, I'll just name, like, two of them. Mm-hmm. Like, the sci- one of the scientists was Michael Faraday, who invented, basically, the Bunsen burner to Ancestor, like, what mm-hmm. led to the Bunsen burner, and a whole bunch of other things that, like, yeah. like electrolysis, and had a whole bunch of things named after him. Um, and Charles Dickens, who wrote Ooh, all of I know him. list, amongst other <laughs> known work. I know him. But this isn't yeah. about them, so I didn't okay. really that down. Okay, But yeah, yeah so fine. she, like, studied with yeah. a big combination. And that of Fairbanks the, fellow, that sounds familiar. Faraday, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay, maybe not that. Okay, maybe not that. It's a good try, though. Well, it still sounds familiar, but I guess it's not as familiar. Maybe, like, the first few letters sound familiar. <laughs> it's close enough. Because of this, she dubbed her approach as poetical science so she was like even though she didn't really know her dad that well still like she had that she had a little bit of him in in, her yeah and that's really cool right and she um like one of her one of her big things was that um she um okay so when she was 17 she was debuted in court which is um basically where like rich guys all go like girls oh. and like court them or whatever oh not yeah. like right guilty kind of court like <laughs> right. courtship yeah okay like, yeah no um but she was popular because she was so smart and she was mm-hmm. super charming so yeah. yeah everyone liked her and on july 8th 1835 she married william the eighth baron king but I think that was, like, his name. Not, yeah. He wasn't, like, a oh, king. Oh, he wasn't a king. And she became Lady King. <gasps> I love it. Future Lady. Lady King. I like, love it. <laughs> she's the queen. No, she's good the king. Names. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Such a good one. I love it. Um, she's so cool. Yeah. Jealous. Um, I made a note that she probably just married him for that name because yeah. that's what I would have done. Same. But anyway, so they had three kids, and they eventually do to, like, complicated, fancy family stuff. Mm-hmm. They became the Earl and Countess of Lovelace. Um, also, Ada, also kind of, like, uncharacteristic of women, but, um, was known for her love of gambling and Ooh. developed a mathematical model for big bets. However, <laughs> this failed and cost her thousands of dollars. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <so> really cool. <laughs> I mean, like, she tried. <laughs> yeah, you tried. Um, okay, tried, so going okay. back to the poetical science thing, mm-hmm. um, she believed that intuition and imagination were equally important in science. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like, so, like, she took things that she wanted in her own life and kind of mm-hmm. applied her intuition to it. Like, with the flying, she put all her research into that and building equations. So, that's pretty it cool. It was, like, real-life right, 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 right. solutions. So, um, I think something kind of different from today, like, mm-hmm. her beliefs versus what, like, where the analytical engine has gone to the personal computer and everything. She did not believe the analytical engine would be capable of original data or ideas also known as artificial intelligence. So she just believed that it would do what it's told. And um, so whenever people, like, bring up the idea of, oh, do you think this would be able to just create things? She'd be Mm -hmm. like, no, it's just going to follow a process, which Mm -hmm. it's it's complicated. Like, it still Mm -hmm. would, but there's – it's not just, like, it follows the steps you have to write for. That's pretty cool. But um, anyway, she also recognized that the analytical engine could compute things besides numbers, like mm-hmm. music pitch and things like yeah. that. So um, what some reporters observed about her was that for Ada, numbers did not just mean quantity. Combinations of numbers meant so many different things. Yeah. Like it's, it wasn't, a number wasn't just a number mm-hmm. for her. Like she really did have the mind of a computer. Like everything yeah. came in in sequence and one thing leads to another Mm -hmm. and this combination of things makes this thing so I think starting that way of thinking and really understanding a computer has gotten us to where we are it's all super interesting Um, super cool yeah but um she 
died at the same age as her father, oh, um, which was spooky. 36. They both died at 36, and she spooky. died November 27th, 1852, from uterine cancer, which is not fun, and supposedly, uh-huh. like, because she doctored, like, she was sick as a kid a lot, uh-huh. and so they used, like, bloodletting on her <gasps> oh, pretty often, yeah. and that's, like, people say that that yeah. leads to it. I don't know. I don't know biology. But Wait, so, they were doing bloodletting. What year was she born? 1815. It's kind of late to be doing bloodletting. Maybe they were like, oh, this caused you- cancer. <laughs> but, <laughs> they um, were trying to kill her. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> we can't have this kind of technology out there. <laughs> but something kind this of interesting of was business. that she lost contact with her husband um, due to a deathbed confession mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. still has not been revealed. <gasps> Ooh, that's <laughs> so, so like, exciting. She, like, called him in, told him something. <gasps> like, she's about to die, and he never <gasps> spoke to her again. Yeah. And no one knows what she said? Well, I think it's, I think that she, like, had some affairs and things whenever uh, they were married. So it could have to do with that. But I think, like, he might have known about that before. Like, I don't know why... Yeah, it Knowing might have. about that would make, like, I don't think that's it, but that could have some, like, it could be that, but to the extreme, like, something that that caused, like, maybe their kids, like, weren't yeah. his or something. Ooh. Or maybe. Yeah, because, like, if it was something, like, that he already knew. Right. Ooh. Right. Yeah, so it's a huge mystery. Um, but she also requested to be buried next to her father, despite never Aww. knowing him, so I guess... Like she, she, she can she get to know him cool. in the afterlife. Oh, that's, that's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she's been, um, she's been in like culture a few times, mm-hmm. but not. She's not like super popular. Mm-hmm. But there's a movie called Con- um, Conceiving Ada. I don't. I think yeah, Conceiving Ada. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's about what it sounds like when I say it. <laughs> I think it's about like conceptual Con- stuff. Yeah. But it was released in February 1999, which was when I was born. And I think it's inappropriate. You are, you I are, am. you are her. She is you. Well, I'm not like I have like a gambling problem. I'm also not. You don't know yet. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Hit me up when Who you're knows? 21 and you Maybe go into I'm a casino. My husband and give yeah, <laughs> why not? Why not? What <laughs> <laughs> happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> We're not okay. in Vegas. No, we're not. Our exact location is. Um, I just spit out coordinates really fast. <laughs> okay. So, so I have, well, before we finish up, okay. I have um, a corner that I'd like to call, what was it called? That's what she said. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go over some quick things. Mine was kind of like integrated yeah. into my story. Um, but three of my favorite quotes from her. First one is, that brain of mine is something more than merely mortal, as time will show. <gasps> Isn't that cool? That's but so kind cool. of on the contrary, contrary mm-hmm. understand well as I may, my comprehension can only be an infinitesimal fraction of all I want to understand. I didn't even understand what you, what you just said. It but was it so sounds inte- cool. It sounds really and good. My all-time favorite, I am in a charming state of confusion. I love it so I much. I want to that, and that is what she said. <laughs> I'm trying so, to like close it off like a new singer. That, like, and that is what she said. Oh, that was a good hair flip. I just wanted to recognize Thank it you. since that won't be in the podcast. Yeah. So she said that this is like a radio show. This is, yeah. So what's the conclusion? Do you think that you could have, do you think you could I, have been friends with Ada Lovelace? 100%. She sounds really? like, like, such like a cool person. Like, yeah. Because like, you know, like some smart people are like super like, above everyone else yeah. I feel like she was very much like one of the people really I feel like she would have seen herself as very above everyone else because oh. she, but I think everyone like not just like mm-hmm. like I think she still would have been I think I think she still she would have been like, like she charming was kind of in cool. a space like in her I, own kind of world right but I think she she saw other people that were in their world I don't know she was just so complicated yeah I would want to like sit down with her and figure everything out I would talk to I would love to like talk with her for hours yeah like over lunch or something yeah so I definitely could be friends with her what about Lucille Ball do you think you could be friends with her also I forgot to mention there was some stuff about her being a communist but I think that was just all rumors none of that was true (laughs) there was a quote um I don't remember who said it but they said the only thing read about 
Lucy is her hair, and even that's not genuine. So, I mean, yeah, there was some stuff about well, her baby Well, I'm sure that was also, like, red scare time. Right? Yeah, definitely. So that makes sense. But, They yeah. thought everybody was. Everyone that was, like, a big thing with yeah. actors. Like, yeah. So, um, yeah. Just yeah. wanted to put that out there, because right. I don't want anyone being like, um, you're the communist. I don't think she actually was. Yeah. Um, but I don't actually know for sure. Well, I'm sure there wasn't, like, like, Ada Lovelace had, like, a gambling problem. Yeah. Like, everyone has but, their issues. But, like, I think that also... Like, those things aren't good, but mm-hmm. it shows you're human. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's not like they're hiding these things. Yeah. And I think the important thing is that that's not what's being highlighted mm-hmm. about them. It's the fact, it's what they did for humanity, how they made the world better. Yeah. As cheesy as that is. And also, just kind of a random thing, I looked this up because I thought I might be able to integrate it into my story at some <laughs> point, but I never did. But, I mean, she, I mean, Lucille Ball trailblazed um, yeah. for women in comedy, and Right. Um, SNL has been on the air since 1975, uh-huh. and it did not have its first head writer of the show until 1997, and that was Tina like Fey. Head writer at all? Yeah. Well, they had head writers, but not, not a female? woman. Did I not say that? They didn't no. have a female head writer okay. until 1997, and that was Tina Fey. That's really Tina cool. Fey was the first. Um, so they're like the same person. Yeah, and so like basically, Tina like, Fey is a communist, is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. So basically, like. Even today in comedy, like, there's still first yeah, for definitely. women to happen. I think that there is, um, in, like, I think in most fields, at least, it's, mm-hmm. that's kind of new. I mean, there's still firsts to be had. But we're doing it. Yeah. There's, they're still happening. We're everywhere. Yeah. Like I said, like. Everywhere. Like, women are just Look there. Out. We're just out. Look out. Stuff. Look out. The girls are coming <laughs> <laughs> it's pink and sparkly, and whenever we're on our period, we start a nuclear war. So get ready. It's Ever, my world's on fire. Down for Sundays, we just shut down for a week, yeah. once a month. But since it's just woman out everywhere, we yeah. just like save up our mm-hmm. periods. Mm-hmm. My world's on fire. How about yours? That's the way I like it, and I'll never get bored. <laughs> okay, but yeah, um, I could be friends with you too. Okay, yeah. cool. I can be friends with you. Really? Yeah. That's great. So, okay. Well, because we did just meet. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that I came into this knowing yeah. nothing about what just, we were going to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you just had these notes on yeah, that this was awesome. Super convenient. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I'm at Annabelle right, underscore you. Stone um, um, on Instagram. I'm not on any other social medias really, so follow me there if you want. I'm private, so you can follow me. <laughs> but you won't allow them. <laughs> um, but. What's our social media? Um, so the podcast social media doesn't isn't up yet at the but time of recording be. this, but it will be at the time that this is released. So I don't know what it is yet, but look in the podcast description. I'm sure it's there by now. It'll be some just it'll be something along the lines of I C B W exactly H I C B W H right? Sure. I'm not gonna fact look it up. Look it up. It's somewhere. Look in the description of this episode. It should be there. I hope. Um, if we do everything right, <laughs> which we definitely will not do. Never. <laughs> we right. are recording this right. um, in a library because we couldn't <laughs> find a studio. And I accidentally mailed my mic to the wrong place. Yeah, so we're kind of a mess, but that's okay. It's okay. That's okay. People might think that we're in messes together. together. Oh, we're holding hands. No, Your hands fine. are cold. Those are sweaty. The tips are a little cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty hot in here. Oh. So... I can't fix the thermostat. Okay, well, the library is closing in 10 minutes, so we have to go. We need a closing statement. Never mind, bye. We don't have a closing statement yet. Click, hang up. Okay, go. Okay, bye. Go, 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 go.